0: Hi guys, and welcome back to the Low-Key Dying Podcast. First and foremost, um, most of you know that I didn't post last week, and I'm really sorry. I've been kind of slacking on getting this episode out, life just got really busy, school got kind of busy, and blah, 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 you've heard all the excuses before, so I'm not even gonna waste your time with that. But yeah, I know that this has kind of been a little long time coming now, but here it is. Don't worry. The episode is still here. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about being single. I put out a poll on my Instagram asking you guys um, between two topics, anxiety and being single, and so many people like personally messaged, well, not so many people, but people messaged me um, saying, please, can you do it on being single? Like, I really want to hear what you have to say about being single. Some of you asked me why you're single. Um, I don't know why you're single, but maybe we can kind of talk through this together And maybe get a little bit of more insight as to maybe why you're single. Um, But yeah. So with that being said, I'm not even going to waste time. Let's just get into it. I'm going to start um, with the questions you guys asked me. I think that'll be a good place to start. And then it'll kind of get the conversation flowing where it needs to go. So without further ado um, yeah, let's get into it. First question. Do you like being single or in a relationship more? Be honest. So for me personally, I have always been a romantic of sorts. Um, I remember like the first time I watched the notebook, I cried for like two hours and that was after the movie had ended. It was like an additional two hours. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I have friends who can legitimately vouch for that. Um, I love rom-coms and romantic literature and poetry and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, you can imagine that I, because I love love, I love being in relationship. But with that being said, being single was really fun Um, I had a boyfriend in high school and he was on my first podcast episode. So if you want to hear about our relationship, go back and listen to that one. But, um, as you'll find out, or you already know, we broke up and I was single when I went into college and it was really fun. It was fun to meet new people and flirt and be spontaneous and live life a little bit more recklessly. (laughs) Um i'm pretty outgoing i would say so i enjoy things like first dates and talking to new people and meeting new people and all of that which is a lot of times what people really hate about being single a lot of times people don't like first dates and small talk and all that kind of stuff and i totally get that it does get old really really fast but i really enjoyed my time being single when i came to college because i went to a high school where i knew everybody and coming to a college where I didn't really know many people. It was just like a whole new world, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, it was cool to meet new people that didn't grow up in my hometown and you know didn't share my exact uh, views on things. And it was just cool to meet a whole new demographic of people. Um, but at the end of the day, I knew that I always wanted someone who really like, knew me. And I think that's what we all really want. We really just want someone at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, sometimes the middle, um, someone that just really, truly knows us and understands us and that we're fully comfortable with. And most of the time in the dating game, that's not how it goes. It's a lot of having your guard up and trying to put your best face forward and small talk and just kind of shallowness, um. Yeah, I always knew that that's not what I wanted. I definitely wanted to be in a committed relationship with someone who knew me. You know, I wanted someone to call me because they miss the sound of my voice. And I wanted someone to, like, come to Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners and laugh at my family with me. You know, I wanted, like, real connection. Because um, I definitely require more emotional fulfillment than more so, like, physical affection. I'm a big thinker and I sit and I reflect a lot and I definitely love to daydream. I feel like for me and I'm sure a lot of other people, like half the fun of like having a crush is just like daydreaming about them (laughs) and your little fantasy life together. Um, I have a Pinterest wedding board, so obviously I'm a dreamer. Um. So, like, I kind of need my mind stimulated more so than any other aspect of my life. And so, I'm not really into, like, the dating around and that whole shebang. Like, I really just want emotional fulfillment. And for me, that comes from being in a relationship with someone that I enjoy. And so, I guess to answer that question, I enjoy being in a relationship more than I enjoy being single. And that took a long time to get to that answer. But yeah. Now, on the topic of being single and kind of dating around and, you know, it's all fun and games if you are single but want to be in a committed relationship. Like it's, you can recognize that. And that's one thing. But to actually find someone that you want to be in a committed relationship with is a whole nother... Is a whole nother thing. And so during that time, a lot of times when we are in transition in life, um, especially in the time that I was in where I just came into college and you're newly single, or maybe you've been single for a while, a lot of times people have this era that is labeled the ho phase. And not everybody has one. Um... But if you do, I'm sure you're reminiscing on some good times. If you are currently in one, I'm sure you're reminiscing on some good times. And if you have yet to have one yet, um, well, get ready. <laughs> so a hoe phase is basically a time in your life where you're single. Hopefully, <laughs> please be single during your ho phase. Um, where you kind of just let loose you date around and you have fun and whatever that means to you if you want to sleep around or just do whatever really I don't need to know what your ho face consists of but it can be anything on the spectrum um a ho phase is really just a time where you kind of <laughs> I don't want to say you like ignore your moral compass but you kind of just like put it in the peripheral of your vision like she's not full front anymore you still see her but like you're not really consulting her as often maybe as you should (laughs) and because of that a lot of times with all the fun that a ho phase consists of and meeting new people and having all these fun exciting sexy wild experiences um a lot of a lot of heartbreak and shame and regret can come from a promiscuous time as fun as they are i think they kind of wreck people <laughs> um and so navigating that is it can be really really difficult so i think the best thing you can do is if you're going to have a ho phase, whatever that means to you. And I don't mean ho in like a, a defamatory way. I'm just using it as kind of a millennial term, if you will. Um, basically, I think if you're going to engage in more promiscuous, reckless behavior with people that you're interested in romantically, um, just don't confuse what you think you're going to get from someone with what you're actually going to get from someone I think that's when the heartbreak and the shame and the regret kind of sets in and I'm getting a lot of this from stuff that I've learned from obviously personal experience but a lot of what I'm going to talk about comes from another podcast that i really really enjoy it's called small doses by amanda seals and she has a whole episode on the ho phase and she talks all about this so definitely check that out if you want more insight and information about how to navigate this part of your life um so i definitely want to give a shout out to that because um what i'm going to say is heavily influenced from me listening to that but yeah don't confuse what you think you're going to get from someone when it's what you're actually going to get from someone. And I know that that's hard sometimes to kind of judge people's intentions and you can't read minds and I understand that. But practicing emotional intelligence (laughs) is kind of key. Just as long as you're staying in a place of clarity and a place of truth for you, then I don't see anything wrong with it. Just don't use your body to play games, and try and be up front. I know that it's hard for people to kind of just lay it out on the line. I think especially for women, a lot of times it's kind of looked down upon to just be clear about your intentions, especially if they are just purely physical or sexual or something like that. You don't want to be regarded as a hoe or a slut or whatever. I think it's a lot easier for men to be upfront about their feelings in that manner. But ladies, like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta just be upfront sometimes because you don't want to confuse someone either. Like you don't want to lead someone on thinking that they're, you don't want someone to think that they're going to get emotional fulfillment as well as physical fulfillment from you if that's not what you have to give in the same way that if you're interacting with someone and you think you're going to get emotional fulfillment as well as physical fulfillment and you're only going to get physical fulfillment that's when you feel bamboozled. <laughs> and nobody wants to feel bamboozled from, you know, someone that they're developing feelings for. I I hope this is making sense. <laughs> but basically, you have to be... You have to protect yourself. And you have to protect your heart. And that sounds lame, but it's it's really true. And if you're looking for more from someone and they don't have that to give to you, you need to kind of know that. And in order to do that, you kind of need to ask the right questions. And if they're not willing to give you answers, um, red flag number one, but then number two, kind of look at their life and who they hang around and what they do. and. A lot of times that can give you some insight as to kind of the person they are and where they are in life and kind of what they have to offer you. And if you don't want emotional fulfillment, if this is simply just a physical interaction for you, that is absolutely fine. But you just have to make sure that the other person is on the same page and that you both are giving and receiving exactly what you want and no one is getting misconstrued and no one is getting blindsided or deceived as to what exactly is going on between this interaction because that is when heartbreak happens and that is when shame happens and that is when regret happens because if you get entangled with someone and you think it's going to go one way and they never saw it going that way that's i don't want to say embarrassing but i it hurts. It really hurts. And you don't want to be in that position. And you also don't want to put someone else in that position. So if you're going to have a hoe phase, be a hoe. <laughs> but make it known that that's all you have to give right now. This is where I'm at. And if you're down, you're down. If you're not, you're not. And yeah, just be clear about your intentions and what your emotional availability is. And I think uh, that's how you can navigate a successful hoe phase. Just keep clarity. Stay in your truth and stay safe, <laughs> I guess. Okay, next question. How many guys did you date when you were single? Um, I feel like this question just wants the tea. I, <laughs> that's a little invasive, but don't worry. I have the answer. Um, so I... Dated casually, I'd say, about four to five guys before I met my current boyfriend. Um, Obviously, none of them worked out. (laughs) Um, I'm actually good friends with one of them now, but the rest of them, oof, good riddance if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I dated about four or five guys during my time being single in college and it was fun. I got to meet a whole array of different people. I don't really have a, a type kind of just if you're funny and you're a genuine kind person I'm down. Um, luckily I didn't have to date that many people before I found my current boyfriend. Um, I don't know maybe you think four to five is like a lot but when I say dating casually I don't mean like these were relationships like we would just go out to eat or grab like coffee or something and just talk and kind of get to know each other like it never went super far um well yeah (laughs) it never went super far um but I did get some questions kind of about dating and specifically kind of about like waiting for the one you know I I definitely know what it's like to kind of feel like, like, will I ever, will I ever find my prince? (laughs) And I know that a lot of my friends sometimes struggle with feeling like it's never going to happen or they're wasting time and kind of what they should do while they're waiting for, quote unquote, the one. Um, And I think something that's important that, most people don't want to hear is the cliche well you need to like get to know yourself you need to you need to grow emotionally and spiritually but it's so true like some things are cliche for a reason like take time to grow yourself take time to get to know yourself and I know that this is probably going in one ear and going out the other but for real like let that sink sink in and what I mean by getting to know yourself and growing yourself, it's not, it's not posting your green juice on Instagram and going to yoga. As great as both of those things are, get your diet and your body in check, sis. It's, it's way more than that. It's, I think a great place to start where I started in kind of the journey of getting to know yourself. And I don't think there's ever an end to that. Um, But just focus on knowing, number one, your strengths. A lot of people, you'd be so surprised, but a lot of people don't even know what they're good at. You need to know what you're bringing to the table. You need to know what you're good at and where your strengths lie. Because before you even bring a whole other human being to the plate, you need to know where you are and what you have to offer someone else and what you have to offer the world. And just as that is important, on the flip side knowing your flaws is very very important and this is a lot harder to do than kind of knowing your strengths a lot of times knowing your strengths you can kind of look at the past and things that you like to do and what other people have said about you but your flaws is kind of something that most people keep to themselves and so it's kind of going to be something only you know and the only way you're really going to get to know your flaws is if you're real with yourself don't sugarcoat it you don't have to like post about your flaws or anything like that to your Instagram story this is this doesn't have to go anywhere this is just for you sit down and be real with yourself and be like what are my problematic traits (laughs) and it's hard like to accept that we have like things about us that like are, ugh, you know what I mean? Like nobody wants to think that they're <laughs> problematic. But we all are. We all have flaws. We all have things that we need to work on. So be real with yourself and figure out what those are. And in that way, you can not only help yourself kind of refine those flaws, maybe even um, eliminate those flaws, but you can know what you're bringing, like I said before, what you're bringing to a relationship when it happens. Because if you don't know how you work – how in the hell are you gonna expect someone else to know how you work? And that is the T sister. Because ultimately, if you believe in marriage, I think most of us do, I believe in marriage. You know, you're you're dating to find a life partner. And if if that's where you're planning on, on going, vows are. Are real. Like, you're not just promising something for the people in the audience. Like, you are literally saying, I am going to accept you for your strengths and your weaknesses. And you need to know what yours are just as much as you need to know what your partners are. And so you need to be well aware of what you're bringing into a relationship before it ever happens. And in order to do that, you have to get to know yourself. So don't brush it off take it seriously um something that I did that really helped me kind of just like start was I took personality tests (laughs) and I know a lot of us have done that for like school and stuff and it's like a waste of time or whatever but I found them fascinating there's the Myers-Briggs there's the what is it called like an enneagram or something like that an enema (laughs) You can do an enema to figure out more about yourself. Um, yeah, take like personality tests and kind of those are a great place to start in finding out kind of what your personality is like. And a lot of times it will tell you areas that you might need to work on. And most of the time I find that they're fairly accurate, accurate enough to have kind of like a base point to go off of um so yeah, you could start there. There's lots of blogs and podcasts and books. That's definitely where I went. So you're not hashtag alone. Just pick something. Something that you're interested in. And then... Dive in. <laughs> um, another thing to note as well. Is that while you're waiting for the one. Whomever that may be. You're probably going to date people. Um... And, you know, there might be some duds. <laughs> but what's important to note is that you're not just eating Twinkies. And what I mean by Twinkies, like I said earlier, this, this specific part is coming straight from the Small Doses podcast, but it was so insightful that I have to share this with you guys. Um, she describes some men as being Twinkies. Now, Twinkies are delicious they're fun to eat, you feel good while you're eating them, but they have no nutritional value. Okay? They don't do anything for you. In fact, they're quite destructive to your system. And there are a lot of men and women out there that are Twinkies. They're simply fun, they're simply delicious, but they do absolutely nothing for you nutrition- nutritionally. And Let me tell you, you can eat a lot of Twinkies when you're young, but the older you get, they start sticking to your thighs and not in the way that you want them to. So you need to start thinking about what nutritional value are these people that I'm bringing into my life giving me? Read the nutrition facts. Be aware of what you're putting in your body. (laughs) And that is a metaphor, but it's also not. Like, for real, You need to kind of look at the nutrition facts of the people you're dating and figure out, are they nutritionally fulfilling you? Nutrition is obviously, uh, um, not actually are they nutritious, but like them as a person, as a spiritual, intellectual being, what are they bringing to you? Are they just empty calories? You need to be aware. Definitely keep a... (laughs) they have like apps that like track how many calories you eat and like what you eat and like how much you're gaining and what you're doing you need to keep a mental check of that of the men or women that you're dating in your life and be like wow i put on 10 pounds in the last month from horrible horrible men (laughs) um yeah be aware of what other people are giving you but most of all don't give up it's okay if you eat a couple twinkies it's okay if you eat the whole box (laughs) eventually you will find the one and in the podcast she calls like the one a sweet potato because a sweet potato tastes good but it's also good for you you will find your sweet potato and you'll live happily ever after (laughs) hopefully I can't guarantee that you're going to find anyone and that you're going to live happily ever after, but I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Next question. Next, next question. Um, should the girl make the first move? How bold do I need to be these days? Well, um, gender roles are boring, sis. Gender roles are boring, sis. Yeah. Okay. Take notes from Ari. I see it. I like it, I want it, I got it. (laughs) Um, It's 2019, you don't need to wait around for a man to sweep you off your feet. Take control of your life and get the results and outcomes that you want. You can only, and this question was coming from a girl so I'm talking from a female perspective. Um, You can only wait around for Prince Charming or fate or God, whatever you want for so long. And at some point, you have to put your big girl heels on and go out and make opportunities for yourself. And this applies not only to relationships, but to jobs and careers and whatever you want in life. Just opportunity. Like, things aren't always just going to be handed to you. Men aren't always just going to like, hey, good looking, you want to catch a flick at the cinema? And I don't know why we just transferred back to 1955, but like... Things aren't always going to go the way you want in life. Sometimes you have to create opportunity for yourself. And that applies to relationships as well. Don't be afraid to tell a guy that he looks good or that he's cute or he's handsome. Or be like, hey, do you want to grab coffee sometime? And I know that that's might sound crazy to you. And you're like, I could never. But sweetie, you gotta. <laughs> I think that's one of the sexiest things you could do. I don't know. I can't speak from a male person perspective of what it would be like to have a woman come up to you. But obviously I think most women like it when men are bold and come straight up to you. I actually have a story about one of the guys that I dated simply because he was bold. (laughs) I was eating in the cafeteria with some of my friends and I'm sure you guys have had this situation where like there's someone across the room. And you just keep, like, it starts out accidental. Like, I just kept making accidental eye contact with this person. And then it became, like, so bad that, like, literally every time I looked up, we were, like, locking eyes. But I didn't mean for this to happen. It was just, like, every time I looked up from my plate, I was staring at him. And I think he thought I was just, like, infatuated with him. And I really wasn't. It was just kind of circumstance. But then, I mean, he wasn't bad looking. I thought he was pretty cute. But... Yeah, so he kept making eye contact back at me. I was making eye contact at him. But then I kept trying to avoid eye contact because I was like, ooh, I don't want to creep him out. But then at the end of the meal, I was like getting up to put my tray away and uh, leave with my friends. And he comes over to me and he's like, hey, I saw you looking at me um, across the room. And I think you're really cute. And I feel like you think I'm pretty cute too. Can I get your number? And I was like well damn <laughs> got me there. <laughs> I was like you know what sure yeah like I feel like even when the signs are so obvious like when someone is like staring at you in my case it wasn't necessarily on purpose but especially when it's on purpose people still don't have like the guts especially girls a lot of times just don't have the guts to act on that but the fact that he was so confident and bold enough to like ask me for my number because of that I took it well and I it was well received for me some people might find that a little arrogant but he seemed authentic at the time he ended up being a Trump supporter so (laughs) that's where that went but um yeah you never know how far that like making a move can go and as long as you're not like cocky and arrogant and like weird about it I think most of the time it'll be well received (sighs) so This episode is going to be kind of short compared to the other two episodes that I've posted. And I apologize for that. But I think the next episode, which I'm planning to do it on anxiety, is going to be pretty long. So I kind of have a lot to say about that. Um, So I feel like I'm going to kind of make up for it next episode. (laughs) I'm sorry. But I hope that you enjoyed this even though it was a little bit shorter I hope that you got some insight from it I tried to pick questions that the answers could kind of apply to a plethora of questions because you guys sent me questions but a lot of them were kind of the same or duplicates um or a lot of them I tried to answer just through these couple questions that I answered so thank you guys so much for answering or for giving me questions and allowing me to answer them and as always thank you so much to anyone who listens and truly 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 thank you to the people who go out of their way and take time out of their day to um tell me that they enjoy these podcasts and it it really means a lot to me i don't do this for anything else besides like hobby and for my friends and just for like personal enlightenment or whatever um so thank you guys so much i will see you on well i'm not going to see you i'll never see you but i will i won't even hear you you're only going to hear me this is a one-way street well if you ever want to talk to me go on my instagram it is at sydney c-y-d-k-n-e-e and yeah interact with me there and I will, I guess, talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much. Bye.